And so then I say, that's not my favorite anime. That's my waifu. <laughs> Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Spodcast, the only podcast in the world that's hosted by yours truly, Sumeto Media, and my co-host, Alex. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Not dying of the Rona yet. That's that's true. That is the biggest. That is the biggest topic on the internet today. And you know what's been you know what's been interesting? What's been is, interesting? Uh, somebody. People have been making a big deal on Twitter about the fact that videos about the coronavirus have been getting demonetized on YouTube. Yeah, I actually heard that from a YouTube video I was watching. Right. They've been getting demonetized as a claim under YouTube's policy about not making videos about recent tragedies. Uh, YouTube, Susan, actually, the CEO of YouTube, uh, told everybody that they would readdress it on Twitter after one of uh, Philip DeFranco's videos got demonetized, I think. And then the next day, they they made a announcement that said, "Hey, the coronavirus is clearly this ongoing epidemic that you do need to be updated on your news and what have you." So we're no longer treating it like, you know, like a terrorist event that we don't want people just making, you know, so and so videos about. Instead, we're going to allow monetization on because the on spread of information of is such a bad thing in general. Right. Right. Um, so they did that, and then a Philip DeFranco's video got reviewed again, and then still got demonetized. So it was. <laughs> It was all for nothing. YouTube just wanted to jump right into it. <laughs> and then B, um, to this day, I've still been seeing people uploading videos who I guess just aren't as in the know. They don't watch YouTube's updates. And, and they tiptoe around saying the word coronavirus because they've like heard from a friend that you can't say it because YouTube will demonetize you, but then didn't proceed to get told that that's not the case anymore. Yeah. So they'll be like this terrible pandemic that's going around and say like, bitch just say it like the fuck what do you need this extra four dollars no for? it's like voldemort you can't say it it'll get stronger the voldemort virus if they called it that people would take it more seriously <sighs> all right might. so i saw this tweet alex i saw this tweet okay. that i think i can't completely relate to but i think you could maybe shed some light on as somebody who is what would you say is your favorite anime? I'm hoping I know the answer to this. Uh, mine's Naruto by far. Right. And Naruto is a very polarizing anime. As uh, It's not a clear cut. If you're a fan of anime, you like this anime. And if you're not a fan of anime, you're not going to like this anime. Right? It's it's very. You could like anime, and there's still a number of reasons why you might not necessarily like Naruto specifically. I mean, I can objectively agree with that. Right. So there's this tweet that I found by um, DJ. Oh, oh, I'm not sharing my screen with you. Hold on. That's You're something not. I was doing right. Uh, share screen. Uh, here you go. Don't worry. I found this tweet in. by I found this tweet by DJ Oates. That was, I don't care how long we're in quarantine. I'm not watching a single <laughs> episode of One Piece. <laughs> I, almost, which, I almost didn't. I almost did. But right. I stopped myself. So before you take a quick comment, uh, and, and sort of explain what's going on here. I also want to show uh, this website that people were raving about, and it's called onepace.net. And it's, if, if you're not following, what it is is every episode of One Piece, for the most part, but cutting out the filler episodes. Oh, I was going to episodes, episodes where it's, yeah. So, so this is my understanding of it, right? As somebody who only really watched, I don't know, maybe the first season or two of One Piece when it was on like, Toonami or Cartoon Network or whatever it was. This is the but, same thing, but yes. Right. One Piece is 
has got so many episodes to the show. It's ridiculous. So many episodes that it's literally like people don't people avoid telling you that One Piece is something worth watching because they don't want to entice you to the idea of you have to spend upwards of a hundred something hours to watch it. That's so, normally why I don't recommend Naruto to people because it's like right. seven hundred episodes. Right. That and they fall into the same category, which is why I thought you could really sort of relate and provide some insight to this webpage that isn't loading. But they have it it's so bad that somebody made this website called One Pace, which is one piece every episode for the most part, but without any what they call filler episodes where it's like maybe all the characters are just eating at a ramen shop and there's 19 minutes of dialogue and no action. Generally like, filler is just not not canon manga stuff stuff that the studio adds in sure is that like the definition people would go by Mo- I mean, thought- at least for naruto it is like it's I not was- like just because people are sitting and eating doesn't mean that it's filler because that could have been in the official release like right. the manga is usually what you go by but sure. sometimes it takes long to animate stuff and they want to put out content in between so the studio makes up their own plot lines oh and they and that's why they generally feel a little bit lazier is because they have like well there's certain B, rules B that level filler generally has stuff? to well there's certain rules filler generally has to abide by where you can't kill off a major character you can't really affect the story in any way because then you might deviate from the source material sure so it by definition it can't, it can't be that good like right just because of what it is so it's oh god let me not play it and get demonetized oh god. um so they have so look at this. Chapters 1 through 7, 8 through 21, they have like the different story arcs that go on. Yeah. But this this is... So not only is this cutting out all the filler, but what somebody described it as is it also cuts out all the flashbacks. Oh, that's that's clutch for One Piece. So that means... So that means there's a lot of flashbacks, is my point. This anime has... It could have, every- I had episodes of just flashbacks. And not even like that that flashback episode where it was supposed to be that that kind of like season end. It's like, oh, season's almost over, that's flashback thing. Middle of the arc, let's just think about this kid's childhood for 10 episodes. Why? What? It, from what I remember, it, it had some episodes that were kind of so some of these Some of these are grayed out and they say unreleased. What does that mean? <laughs> I have no idea. It's your you came you you showed me this website, man. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> um, but but it says so they have chapters one through seven, eight through twenty one. So if I click on eight through twenty one, so that's what that's twelve chapters, quote unquote. I don't know how many chapters relate to an episode, but this is loading up at only twenty twenty seven minutes for twelve episodes or twelve chapters. That's really I'm bad guessing- for like one piece in general that's really bad i'm guessing a chapter is an episode like a tv episode so here's chapter 237 through 303 so that's 60 or so episodes it could be go i don't know i don't i'm just speaking out of my ass but it could be going off what the manga chapters were i think that's what it is because this this is now only 19 minutes for what is 70 episodes 70 chapters in one piece i remember i watched this as a kid and once it got to like when chopper was introduced I lost all ability to watch the show because it was every episode had like the same four flashbacks every episode. And I was just like, I yeah, can't, I can't this week. The the pinnacle of this, the the example that everybody would know is Dragon Ball Z. Right. Well, that's Dragon just them Ball- yelling, charging up. 
Yeah, but in in the same way, in the in the the more traditional consideration of what um uh of what filler is, like just in TV, not necessarily um what is and is not canon in the manga but filler just straight up stretching the episode as much as possible well the thing about dragon ball z is is the uh, the american version is already streamlined because dragon ball z kai was a streamlined version of the japanese version oh shit wait break break that down a little more so dragon ball z kai so so dragon ball z wasn't released and had some filler in it dragon ball z kai is the official release with less filler Oh, they did streamline it for American audiences because it was like bad. <laughs> I only found that out recently. So it's it's the original Japanese release of this anime that had that much filler in it. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't think it was. I don't even think it was egregious. But like, it's basically a more candid version, right? But I think everybody can sort of relate to how stretched out a story arc can be in terms of how many episodes it takes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dragon Ball, Z, Dragon Ball was, Z. Dragon Ball Z was pretty bad at it. <laughs> yeah, because Dragon Ball Z, I remember I would I would come home and this would be the thing that I'd, I'd be able to catch on TV because it came on at like 3.30 or 4 o'clock or something and we got out of school at like 3. And everybody would be talking about it the next day because it was like, you know, people. We were watching it as the story was progressing. Yeah, and there were it. It would sometimes take a whole week. It would sometimes take four or five episodes to find out whether or not Vegeta wins the fight that started on Monday. Spoiler alert: He probably doesn't. <laughs> right, but on Monday, like they they'd introduce this enemy, and the enemy would show up and punch somebody in the face on Monday. And then Tuesday, everybody would be analyzing just how strong he must be from that punch. And then Wednesday would be a recap of what happened on Monday because it's already been so long. You don't remember. So that I think that's the difference between Kai and the original, because if you're watching it like when you were a kid, it was probably wasn't Kai yet. So you're yeah. watching those like episodes where literally nothing was happening. Like, yeah, very little was happening. And then with Kai, I think it's more like if you went back and watch it now, I don't. It, it's just a little more a little more friendly binge friendly yeah i imagine because some of these at least with naruto it's like binging saves most shows like after the fact but like it's hard to binge watch naruto because it literally will show you the same scenes over and over what what anime do you think is the most egregious in that do you think naruto is the worst in terms Uh, of when naruto started like the very like i say the first like two story arcs for sure for sure but it got it once it once it kicked into gear and was like done introducing stuff and just got into its own storyline. It got a lot. It got a lot better. So with that being said, do you think overall it might be One Piece or is is One Piece a lot of filler? Or is One Piece just a crazy amount of story? Like I, somebody told me, the writer of One Piece, the the uh, guy who created One Piece, was like spouting off about the fact that he's got like a thousand story arcs in the pipeline at the ready or scheduled for the future or something like he's got you know hundreds upon thousands of prepared things that could happen in the show he's prepared to keep the show going forever or something uh if that's true good for him (laughs) but i i think i'm just too versed in the the not just the story of Naruto, but also like the creation of it, where I just know too much to speak about One Piece. Where like sure. I'm so biased towards Naruto. But from what I remember as a kid, 
I could watch Naruto as a kid and not feel like that was happening, like filler was happening most of the time. But in One Piece, I was just dying. One Piece what? feels like filler? It felt like even in story episodes, there's a lot of stuff, scenes that just didn't need to happen. Right. Um, let's see if the comments on this tweet say anything about it. Whenever I recommend Naruto to people, there is a full list of, uh, what is it? Like the uh, every episode, but they gray out like the filler ones. So you can get the streamlined version, right? Because Naruto is like seven hundred something episodes, but is that a lot for but like only anime like that. But but only four hundred of them are canon or like not filler. Four hundred episodes still sounds like a fuckload of episodes. It know? is, but compared to seven hundred, so that's like almost three hundred episodes that you don't need to watch. How much is that? That still. Fi- like I'm just saying in general that feels like a lot of ep- like is that I mean what what other animes come close to that many number of episodes? Well, One Piece has it killed, I think. Has a uh, what? One Piece has it way killed. Like One Piece has the most, I think. Look up the episode count, like the actual episode count. One Piece episode count is currently sitting at 925 episodes. Yeah, that's and it's still going. Naruto ended so like years ago. Oh, so each one of these... No, that can't be the case. I mean, it says 900 episodes. The I'm episode inc- list covers I'm the original to list. I believe that. <laughs> but then this this One Pace website that I'm on, I mean, it. the last bar is chapter 909 through blank. So when it says chapter you know, 106 to 114, that might very well be episode 106 to 114. There's, there's no way. There's, yeah, and there's, there's no way 10 episodes is being reduced down to 31 minutes. Right? If I was joking back like when I was a kid, I would say Oh, oh that. it says at the top. It says at the top, episodes 64 to 65. There you go. Okay. So what's that big 70-episode jump here? Where was that? So chapter 237 to 303. So that's 60 or so. That's Oh, that's only episode 153. That's one episode. For must, 70 chapters? Must, been, must be uh, a lot of action. That makes sense. Sometimes the chapters don't have a lot happening. So with so this is two episodes, and it's cut down to 22 minutes. That's basically one episode worth of stuff. I don't know if you ever watched, like, Shonen, like, manga, like, the... Or, like, if you got, like, Shonen Jump, like, weekly or monthly or whatever it was back I in the did day. as a small kid, but, but I... But, like, it, those, like, one chat... One of those, like, issues wasn't even a whole episode. Yeah, no, I get that. Like, I remember, bef- I remember oh, this. I hate that I have this in my childhood, and I don't, and I didn't get into Naruto. But I got the first three chapters, the first three books, the first three mangas of Naruto, from a buddy of mine in elementary school. You want to pass those over? Ah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think they're sitting at my house anymore. They might be at my mom's, but I don't think so. I have a bunch. Right, of, they, I have, I'm trying to collect all the issues. I have a bunch collected. So I was far. gonna say, are they worth money or anything? But probably not. No, I just, just want them for me. Yeah, um, my buddy got them from the library. He had no respect for the way that libraries work, and just had no <laughs> intention of giving them back. So handed them over to me, and he was like, "Yo, check this out. You don't do anything with your life." And I was like, "That's fair." And then I read through them, and I think the first. I didn't really get it at first. First of all, I started reading it backwards. And I was like, I don't understand this at all. I did the same thing, probably. For a day. And then he came over uh, like a different day. And he's like, no, dumbass. You read it the <laughs> Japanese way. And I was like, oh. Ooh, <laughs> up know? and down. So I read it backwards. And the the first 
book, if I'm remembering correctly, the first book, 30 pages in, he hits him with the naked bitch jutsu. I was going to bring and that I was up like, if you weren't going to, but yeah. I was, I was like, wait a second. There are bitches in this cartoon? And I remember, I remember going, I remember being in class and having our 15 minutes of free reading time. And I was like, all right, I brought the book with me. I might as well read through, flip the page, immediately cover it with my hands. I'm like, look around me. Like, what the fuck? I wasn't expecting this at all. I'm in like third grade or something, dude. Yeah. You're and like I was the like, kid who brought the happening? dark magician girl card. That was also me. That was, that, I, I was that, he, of course I know him. He's me. That was me. Um, yeah, it was the same way. I remember showing my friend, I'd wait, I, I was freaking out. I stuck it in my, I, I didn't keep reading. I stuck it in my book bag. I told my teacher, I was like, nah, I don't want to read today. Cause I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen next. Like that's on page 30. There's a hundred pages to this. Um, I remember showing my friends after school and I was like, Hey, you want to see some naked bitches? And they're like, you have naked bitches. The internet isn't a thing yet. <laughs> and I was like, check out this book. And they're like, what's Naruto? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but I read this little kid turns into a naked bitch. Yeah. And I, I read through the first three books and then um, I go over to that friend's house and I give him back the books and he puts them on his bookshelf and he has nine more books. And I was like, oh, dude, you have so many. He's like, dude, they're up to like chapter 40 or 50. Like you get them from the library or whatever. Like I just have them. But <laughs> who keeps like, giving yeah, this, this guy is, books? <laughs> this is an ongoing thing. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I never, I think I read chapters four, five, and six. I think I borrowed the next three books from him and then never ended up getting back into it. But then Wait, maybe like you borrowed a year it from late, him and gave him back? Yeah. You understood what a library was better than him. <laughs> exactly. So I did that, read through the first, I don't know, six chapters or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a year later, two years later, I don't know when the release was, but... Uh, Naruto started playing on Cartoon Network on Toonami. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I used to read the books to this. And people were like, shut up, weeb. Like, what? Nobody <laughs> gives a fuck about you. Nobody cares you read the books. Like, now today, so we say, shut up, Normie. You called it a book? Yeah. Ah. Uh, anyway, there's that. Yeah. So, where is, as far as how, how in tune would you consider yourself with the anime community as a, as a byproduct of, do you watch a lot of other animes or is it just, you know, Naruto is that's the one that, you know, super, super well. I, most of the ones I grew up watching, I know super well, uh, newer so, stuff. I just have trouble getting into. And then everyone just makes fun of me for liking Naruto so much. So sure. I'm ostracized by the community in the anime community is, I mean, is Naruto only looked down upon because it's, become so I'd, I'd mainstream and most because of it has, the, most of the shonens are looked down on i think in general everyone watches them but no one admits it <laughs> shonens is animes that came from shonen jump uh yeah, like one piece and uh naruto were both shonens and then dragon ball z is another one where everyone knows it but everyone will deny watching it is Yu-Gi-Oh also a shonen i don't think it i might have been you can look. What is the definition of a shonen? Is it not something? Shonen Jump was the magazine that produced. Yeah, them. so so Yu-Gi-Oh then. I might. I don't remember the full list, but you're probably right. Weekly Shonen Jump promotion. Pretty sure Yu-Gi-Oh is one of them. Yu-Gi-Oh has got to be one of them. I was looking into this the other day. I really want. I've got two big mega brain ideas for if I make like Bezos money off of this YouTube shit. And the first one is ridiculous, and it's I, I want to make. I want to recreate, not recreate, I want to make Tokyo here in the U.S. A little Tokyo? Right? Like, super futuristic city, Wi-Fi off the trees, hyper-efficient train system, 
you know, 7-Elevens loaded to the brim with shit from around the world. Like, they already do it in Vegas, right? Where yeah. they import everything that makes that city as great as it is. And they're in Vegas the middle of the fucking a fucking desert. Bro. It's an, it's an, un, un, it's, I don't remember the term. It's not a city. It's some other shit. It's, it's a weird tax loophole. Oh, it's like an amusement park or something. So they no, don't need to pay like it's, city it's, tax. It's weirder. But it's something like it's there's a, a there's a CGP gray video on it. You can look it up. Somebody in the comments will link <laughs> yes, it. I'm please sure. do that. It'll be in the show notes because this is a podcast. <laughs> what's a what's that one YouTube uh, not YouTube that internet law where if you say something wrong, someone will have to correct it. It's Murphy's law, right? It's not Murphy's law. Murphy's law. <laughs> Murphy's law is the other one. No, it's oh. Murphy's law. <laughs> oh, you fuck boy! I hate this. All right, we have to restart the podcast. I can't just have gotten them like that. Uh, well, um, it's too late. That's my first big brain idea. My yeah. second big brain idea that I want to do, and this might be even more infeasible, is I want to make a trading card game. Oh, I thought you're. I thought you're going to say you're going to recreate the Battle City tournament. <laughs> that no, that's number three on the list. Okay. But this one, the more I look into it, the more dramatically difficult it seems to be. So first of all, historically speaking, there are not a lot of trading card games that have lasted through the years, no. either in that they didn't become popular enough or they just could not compete with Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yu-Gi-Oh! actually has a very interesting timeline in this in where originally they tried to make a uh, game, a trading card game, I think by Shonen, and it flopped tremendously. And then they released the anime for Yu-Gi-Oh, which was wildly successful. And then the gacha trading cards were then produced by Konami, who did a way better job at it. And that's the trading cards that you know now. Yeah. Shout out to... Actually, give me a quick second here. I think I have to pull this up for um, solidarity's sake. A big shout out to... Where are you? Um, shout out to Jin Aquino. On Twitter, I tweeted out that I wanted to try and make a trading card game. How difficult would it be? And Jin, you gave me an extensive review and history on why only a certain number of games have done so well. Um, realistically speaking, I think you would need to develop a great source material like a video game or TV show or anime that people would buy into to then produce works for the card game. Keep in mind, it would need to be so polished that it could compete with something like Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Hearthstone, and Yu-Gi-Oh! right out of the box. And that's true. The only real card games that are, you know, played extensively, have tournaments, and people trade around. You you forgot one. I gotta, I gotta interject, okay? It's not a thing anymore, but there was a card game inside Club Penguin. I was not aware of this. I was not a Club it was, Penguin. It was, a, it was a Kung Fu, I think, based card game. Uh, but Club Penguin sadly died, so I guess you're not wrong. Yeah, where were you when Club Penguin is killed? <laughs> Crying. I was at ho- I was at home shit posting on the internet. <laughs> I, I I didn't know it was gonna die, by the way. And that week I had made a new penguin. <laughs> and oh no! Found out. It was so so devastating. I was just trying to sled down a hill, bro. GG. Um. Anyway, yeah, and even um, Yu-Gi-Oh had uh, uh, knocked some heads. With Magic the Gathering, if you look at very old Yu-Gi-Oh cards, like first edition Kaiba and Yu-Gi-Oh packs, yeah. the, the Monster Reborn and a bunch of the other spell cards were called Magic cards, M-A-G-I-K. They spelt it differently, and they immediately got uh, uh, pushed back by Magic. They were like, you can't use the word Magic at all. That's the name of our card game. Is and that real? Pres- 
Yes, because oh. if you look at modern day Yu-Gi-Oh cards, they're called spell cards. They're not called magic cards. I didn't even know they were ever called. Oh, wait, no, they were because of the show. Yeah. I think the show called them magic cards at first. I remember, I remember noticing this as a kid and I was because I had two Monster Reborns in my hand. I was like, one of these says spell and the other one says magic and I don't understand what's going on. But that's what it was. In the reprints, they couldn't use the word magic anymore. And if it's simple little shit like that, I cannot imagine making a card game that you could play that doesn't have some mechanic similar to Magic the Gathering. Or, or, you know, the idea of using energy to be able to use moves. I'm surprised Pokemon can even use it in the way that they do without having to fucking pay royalties to Magic Pokemon the Gathering. Pokemon had to you know be first mean? than Magic the Gathering. Was it? Because Pokemon I mean, Pokemon was around the 90s, I thought. Pokemon's old, but Magic the Gathering system is just Look so Pokemon like Pokemon TCG. Bo- While you're looking uh, this up, did you ever actually try to play Yu-Gi-Oh! But like by the rules? Uh, yes. Wait, it's, why? It's what do you impossible. mean? No, by the rules. It's so hard to play by the rules. Pokemon trading game. Uh, 2003. October 1996. Oh, we're looking at two different... Okay. Yeah, that had to be Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering. Um, released in 1993. Yeah, oh, older. shit. I didn't realize and, there was a thing before the... And first of all, Magic the Gathering was clearly first, not only because of that, but because the, the, the energy system that they have, the mana system that they have, yeah. was is just used by almost everything. So from the way that I understand it, in, in mainline uh, trading card games, battling games like this, you have two systems. You have the mana system where you have you know, a certain amount of mana on the pool and that determines how many moves you can do, how much damage you can do. Magic the Gathering uses a mana system. Pokemon mm-hmm. uses the energy system, right? To yeah. be able to use your moves. Yeah. And the other style is just raw. You get one move per card mm-hmm. and they do as much damage as they do and they can only do a thing once per turn. And that's the way Hearthstone works and that's the way Yu-Gi-Oh works. Yeah. Right? Everybody's got a damage. Everybody's got a health and they attack once. Right? Yes. Um, and, and find an exception. There might be smaller games, but for the most part, everything works that way. And if that's the case, what trading card game could I make that you'd actually give a shit about that didn't kind of just play like Yu-Gi-Oh, but doesn't have as good artwork because I'm funding it? You know what I mean? Yeah. When I gave this idea for trading cards, everybody on Twitter was like, what, you mean like with memes? And it's like, obviously not. Although I do understand Uh, why you'd say that since that is my whole channel. Yes, do it with memes. I can't do it with memes. Think of the licensing licensing issues. I can't just stick Pepe on a card and who, give him an attack move. Who owns move. Pepe? No one. That's one example. But then what am I going to do? Use Internet Historian's face? The fucking Herald guy? No. Not going to be able to do that. It's a stock not photo. Gonna be able you can to pay use, for the rights. Not going to be able to use Michelle Obama doing the Dougie, you know? like. Plus, it'd be too much of a fight to keep things she up. She seems I'd like want... she'd be cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's her whole persona. <laughs> But if you eat your vegetables, she'll let you do it, okay? I like the idea of this for, for a number of reasons. One, I I watch an absurd amount of card opening videos. I don't know if you've ever watched one before, but they're so satisfying. I watched one like a month ago when, when uh, Critical did it, and that's probably yeah. the only one. They're so satisfying. I love you, you you rip them open. They make that crinkly sound. All I, the cards are nice t- and fresh and shiny. I can't make fun of for it, though. I watch CSGO unboxings. Yeah, well, I mean that. Well, the so that's thing. the same thing. That's the same thing. That little bit of an endorphin rush that you get from opening the things. But I just think it'd be. Let's such just a good admit cre- we have gambling issues. <laughs> yeah. How much have you spent on on CS:GO unboxing? Oh, so you don't want to. Do you, you don't want to know. 
I've heard way higher. I promise you. I, yeah, you, you might. We both, you might we not both even, know Kyle. Um, <laughs> you might not even be above me though. I've probably spent a K. Uh, I'm probably at four or five hundred. I, I That's have, still a I, have lot, a, I have a more expensive inventory than you. The the well, you well, do now. Yeah. Well, while we're we while now. we're deviating, I've opened so many cases. I've never gotten a knife or gloves. My cousin buys one oh, case I've, ever, opens gloves first try, and I was just I was ready to cry. Are gloves more expensive than a knife is at the moment? Uh, it I depends, but they're they're just as rare. So yeah, I assume there are ones that are expensive like that. Do gloves have uh, quality markers? Do they have field tested? Mine's minimal field wear? tested. I don't. Know. They do. Oh, they do have. Okay. Um, I unboxed a knife once. I unboxed a scorched, field-tested M9 bayonet. It was the most dog shit knife. It sounds. Cool, it was worth though. like it was worth like sixty bucks. It, it wasn't worth it. But I was I was screen sharing on Skype with Kyle and Kareem when I was doing it because I was like, we just got paid. It's four in the morning on a Thursday <laughs> night. We're playing CS:GO into the wee hours in the morning, and our paycheck hits. And Kyle's like, "Fuck it, I'm opening ten cases." I was like, "Fuck it, I'm opening ten cases." And then we we end up opening twenty or thirty cases between the two of us. You know, sixty, seventy bucks spent. Yeah. Um, Kyle gets. I think Kyle opened up like a nice M4 or something. But I opened up a knife, and I was like, I was like hitting my jewel or something. I wasn't looking at the screen, and I just hear Kareem screaming through my ear. He was like, "Holy shit!" And I look over, and it landed on the knife. I was like, "No fucking way." And then immediately saddened by the fact that it's the world's shittiest knife. Oh, no. You still got a knife, though. You can't be too upset. Nah. I, I mean, I've unboxed, like, guns that were worth more than that knife, though. <laughs> like, I think I got my knife in a more... I don't know if, I don't know what the odds... I don't know what the odds are for getting a knife, but I, remember I got mine from a sub giveaway from Tim the Tatman. Oh, hell yeah. So I don't know if that's rarer, but... What's the most expensive CSGO uh, skin knife you've, you've had in your inventory? That like belong to you for whatever period of time. Well, I don't sell anything, so if I ever had it, I have it. Um, you don't sell anything. Be... Why? You don't like trade up to get like something that you want. Well, if I have expensive stuff, I don't really trade it or stuff. I just like I'm a hoarder. Basically, I have a problem. What's, um, what's the What's the priciest thing you've got? Well, if it's not my knife, I don't know if it's either gonna be my Op Hyper Beast or my M4A1S Icarus Fell. Icarus Fell is worth a good amount of money. Yeah. That's $150, isn't it? Yeah, I got like a minimal wear one. What's your what what knife do you have? Uh Damascus Steel Crambit. Uh field tested and stat track. Oh, a stat track. Ah, field tested fucks that up though. That's gotta at least be two hundred dollars though, right? Yeah, it's like two fi- it was two fifty when I got it, but I don't know where it is now. I do you know my I'd sto- never sell do you, it. Do you know my story with Counter Strike? No. Skins? So I used to be a big um Nah, big is relative. No, I'd say big. I used to be a big uh, Counter-Strike CSGO lounge gambler. So for those of you at home who don't know what this is, back in the day, I don't think they have these anymore because Valve's cracked down on it. But you could watch professional Counter-Strike matches and you could bet your in-game skins, your in-game items, on who you thought was going to win. That's how I found out about CSGO. I was sitting in class... And my friend next to me were in like a history class in college and he's just betting on games, not watching the games. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is it's sort of a big deal. So in Counter-Strike, you have different skins. They're basically items, different skins for the guns that you can use. And because Counter-Strike is such an old game and it has such a uh, big player base, they actually have pretty normalized prices for most of the 
skins in the game. That's why I know the prices of the skins that Alex just said, even though I haven't really played the game in almost two years, because they don't deviate that much. There's a certain number of them. They, they, they did deviate after the Valve crackdown on gambling, where the whole yeah, market was yeah, thrown yeah. into chaos. Right, so you can't gamble anymore. But back in the day, you could bet up to four skins and up to a maximum value of $60 on each one of those skins. So a maximum of $250 roughly on uh, on a game. And they had bets and everything. So whatever team was most likely to win, um, you know, maybe it's 95 to 5% odds. You know, if you bet on the 5%, dude, you get a stupid payback, but there's not a huge chance anybody's going to beat Ninjas in Pajamas. So that's why the odds are that way. Um, and I started with that 80 win streak had to end eventually, man. Eventually. Yeah. Um, I had a USP stainless stat track that was worth five bucks. Bought it with my own money. I was like, this is cool. I have 90 hours in the game. I want a stat track gun. And I found the cheapest one that I could find factory new. And it was a USP stainless and it was like five, six, seven dollars or something. And I bought it and I was headshotting motherfuckers for weeks, even though I prefer the P2000 because it was clean, right? And then I discovered CSGO Lounge, and I decided to bet my uh, gun on the thing, and I lost immediately, and I was <laughs> sad for a week. Um, but then I proceeded to continue to play, and I think I randomly got, like, uh, an AK-47 skin as a random drop in a game that was worth, like, three bucks. And I was like, fine, let me take another swing at this. And I won, and I won on a pretty good odds. I bet on somebody who only had a 23% chance to win. So when I put down that $3 on that team, I ended up getting back, like, $12 worth of skins. And I was like, oh, this is so cool, right? Yeah. Got addicted to it. I wasn't paying attention in any of my college classes. I was waking up early as hell, looking at what games were going on that day. You might have eight games, 12 games that were happening that day. Yeah. I would look at what the odds were and who was the most lopsided. Yeah, you right? were basically this, a day trader. Oh, I was God. a day trader, yeah. So they would, have a, they would have a match of like Cloud9 versus TSM. And I'm like, oh, this is a 50-50 match. I yeah. mean, they go back and forth on who wins what. It's going to come down to the maps. And I look at the odds, and the odds are 75% to TSM because they, they're, they've they beaten well, Cloud9 twice in the last in the three semifinals because TSM was going to choke that every time. Right, 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 right. And and people would have like notes like that. And you would look in, and you would see, why are the odds like this? And you'd be like, oh, TSM has a sub. They have a ringer. So-and-so isn't playing. They have the streamer playing for them. Some people think he's better. Some people say he's worse. But the odds are all over the place. But you and your heart know it's a 50-50 game. So you throw it on the guy who's at 25%. I'm throwing down $200 at 11 a.m. during lunch waiting on my next class. I win. I have $900 that comes into my account. And I'm betting again. Three games in a row. Oh, I lost one. Whatever. That's 200 down. I won the other two. $1,200 fucking dollars in skins in my account. Did that for a while. Uh, by a while, I mean like three, four months. It was bad. That was all I was doing. And I got up to I mean, you were in college doing it, but there's like literally like five-year-olds doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get up to- Am I 18? Hell yeah. Yeah. And it was such a flex because when you win, the, the, you take the items and you give it to like a bot. And the bot holds it. And when you win, they have an automated system that's like, hey, you won $500 worth of stuff. Here's $500 worth of skins, give or take. Here's some $60 ones. Here's some $50 ones. But here's $500 worth of stuff. And you would request it. And somebody would make you a trade offer, an automated bot. And they would give you this $500 worth of skins. And in Counter-Strike, when you're in a game, if an item enters your inventory, <laughs> it shows up in chat. Yeah. And it pings. Hey, so-and-so just received this op Asimov, $65. So I would accept that thing from the bot. I would never click confirm on the notification that says, hey, you just got all the stuff in your inventory and would hop into a game like an asshole. <laughs> hop into a game. First round, everybody's buying pistols. All right, boys, which way are we doing? I hit the confirm button. The, the chat fills, 
40 lines. You've received an Op Asimov. You've received a knife. You've received an AK. You've received a fire serpent. Over, over, over again. Motherfuckers are scrolling up and down like, dude, who the fuck is this kid? With all this shit being received. I had such an endorphin high from that shit. Holy dude. crap. I can, I can see so why. So crazy. So I did that shit. Um, I had a couple very unique items in my inventory. First off, I had a minimum wear stat track AK-47 fire serpent, which was, that's like a streamer gun. That's a $900 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. AK-47 that like, th I didn't go a game where somebody didn't comment on it. They'd kill me, pick up my gun and immediately in all chat, how the fuck do you have this? It, insane. I that. My personal favorite was I had a uh, factory new op boom with the lowest float in the game. Floats like the quality to it or whatever. Yeah. But it was like a triple zero op boom. That was the last skin that I got rid of. And I sold it on the Steam market for like, I think $350 eventually. But the most expensive thing I ever had in my inventory was I managed to find a dude selling a Karambit Black Pearl. Do you know what those are? Yes. That's like hella yeah. expensive. It was in US dollars. It was probably about $6,000 right and i had roughly three thousand dollars in inventory stuff and this is a whole bunch of nuance i don't know if it's worth going into but basically when i say something's worth three grand i'm talking usd like i would have to pay you cash in paypal for you to give that to me for three thousand dollars but if i were to give you three thousand dollars worth of skins because realistically i'd have to give you like 50 different skins to make up that value you typically overpay by almost 20 percent sometimes yeah so a $3,000 knife like that, I'd have to pay, you know, almost $4,000 in skins, something like that, uh, to make up for the inconvenience of the fact that they now have to sell 50 skins to get back in-game money, right? Stuff like that. But I found a dude selling this Karambit, and he had been posting on the subreddit that he was trying to sell it for like two weeks straight. And I was like, listen, buddy, this is a $4,000 knife at this point. You're asking for 3.5. Can you do 3,000 in skins? Okay? Yeah. And think about that. I'm asking for $500 off the top and I'm not paying him cash. He goes, cool. <sighs> I was like, what? Idiot. And I pull it up. I've, I've got bots. I've got, I've got checkers. I tell him to let me see his inventory. He makes his inventory public. I inspect the item and I look at it. It's real. It's factory new. It's got a good float. It's, it's, it's a real black pearl, right? Nothing seems wrong with it. It's not scratched or anything. I, I'm hating to see how this story is going to end, but keep going. I no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I send him over $3,000 in skins. He sends me over the knife. I've got a Karambit Black Pearl. I played with it for like a year. Yeah. Right? I named it I named it the Karambit. Okay. And that was, <laughs> that was the first skin I got rid of because I had basically emptied out 90% of my inventory to get it. And I still had some items left around that I was gambling with. But once I took one big loss after that, I no longer had this thousands of dollars of inventory to fall back on because I only had the one knife. So I stopped but what, gambling. But what an item. Right. What happened so I stopped gambling. I sold it. Oh. I sold it on uh, OP skins. I got $3,500 US delivered right to my PayPal, and I built my first real gaming computer and then started doing YouTube. That's my problem. I can't say, I can't let go of anything. Like, yeah. Like I'll let friends borrow stuff. I have no problem with that, but I just can't sell anything. I have so many dead skins in my inventory. Like, I have a M4 golden coil that just doesn't get used. I mean, they have automated bots that have below market value values for common skins like that, but they accept instantly. So there are websites that you can go to to quickly sell skins like that. And they take a look at your inventory and they go, here's what everything, here's how much we'll give you for everything. You and it's lower, it's lower value than if you sell it individually to like a human. 
But if you have 400 items that have never been equipped and you send them all in and they give you $75 either in a PayPal or in a Steam gift code or a $75 skin that you might now use, right? Yeah. You know, that might be something you want to look into. That's a that's a service they have. Do you know about this April Fool's prank that happened a few years ago from Mr. Skillet? Counter-Strike? Yeah. Wait, in what? Mr. Skillet did a uh, did an April Fool's prank um, where he put out a video the day like on April, either April 1st, the day before, saying that you could do trade ups with the Aug Chameleon. OK, it's a red skin. So if you know anything about trade ups, you can't trade up a red like that's the highest tier. But he right. said there was a glitch where if you traded up like eight of them, you could trade up to a knife. Oh, Oh no! And that's I'll, not how that works. And I'll link this to you if you can open up that that image. It shows the market price of the Aug Chameleon, uh, and how it's spiked. Oh no! And it's probably the greatest April Fool's prank CS:GO will ever have. That's so. If you guys, if you guys don't know what this is, this is a chart that you see whenever you click on an item in the Steam. Market, and you can see and prices are you, pretty like, like stable. Not even that; they jumped up permanently. Yeah. Oh no, that's this is only one this is a, a week and a half, never mind, that's yeah. not true. But yeah, this is Counter-Strike has a real economy to it. There is supply and demand for certain skins in the game. There are skins that you cannot obtain anymore like, or the only like way my, to obtain uh, it Icarus fell. Right. Either you can't obtain it anymore or the only way to obtain it is much like buying an old first edition pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. It's like there's a chance there's something good in it, but because there's so little of these things, the pack itself costs $500. And on the off chance you get the good card that's in it, which might be like a one in a hundred chance, that card could be worth like 10 grand. And that's that's very much how Counter-Strike works, except it's all electronic and the, the numbers and the chance of you getting anything is all predetermined and electronically based. Um... But yeah, the chance of you getting like a knife, for instance, we keep saying a knife. Typically, you get a skin for a gun, and there's you know twenty guns in the game, but you only have one knife for the most part Unless on each rich. side. So the chance of getting a knife is something like one in four hundred, I think. I think. And to put that in perspective, every time you're opening a case for the chance of an item, you're paying roughly three dollars for that, two and a half dollars, yeah. to be able to to be able to do that. So you're looking at a lot of lost money if you're not getting a knife right away or just in general yeah but that was that was a that was a really good prank that he pulled off and yeah much respect yeah they had this um i remember they had this one situation where they only had like four what was it, it was a tech nine nuclear threat which is just a really uncommon skin it's from a case uh that like not a lot of people opened but the tech nine nuclear threat I received one as a win from a from one of the gambles, and the and the game said that it was worth twenty five dollars. Uh-huh. And I look it up in the Steam market, and there's only four on the market, and the lowest price one is two hundred eighty dollars. Cur- and I was like, "What?" Currently, is two thirty eight. Yeah. So I immediately look at it, and I was like, "What?" So I put it on the market. One hundred fifty dollars sells instantly, right? Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck?" So I bet ten dollars. And I won. They give me $25. It's a $25 skin. Turns out it's actually worth way more than that. I bought myself Ooh. like a Stat Track Desert Eagle Cobalt or some shit. Something better. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is back in the heyday. This is, I mean, I was still in community college. What, three years ago? Like a while ago this was. Doesn't exist. This, this market isn't as popping as it was back then. 
Yeah, I mean, you'd think it would be. Counter-Strike currently, very recently, um, crossed over its most concurrent players, right? Yeah. And yet the prices of skins aren't going up. People aren't <coughs> opening more cases. That's unfortunate. That usually is the case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you had some uh, Corona-related hijinks, didn't you? I did. I've... What's going on, Alex? Explain the premise. Well... I was doing some work for my uncle actually and he's wearing like this lanyard with like this packet at the bottom and I asked him like what it was and he's like it's like a packet developed in Japan that protects you from coronavirus. They already have that technology. No, they what? they don't. It's a scam. It it's it's a scam. <laughs> and I looked at it and I was like you didn't. And I is your is your uncle like a gullible never use the internet sort of dude or yes. just very cautious about the corona? No, he's gullible at all hell apparently i learned but like he bought like like i think like 10 of them at 20 bucks a pop what yeah because 200 dollars. well in his mind this is what this is this is this is a surefire protection and like any of these look familiar well none of these are what you're one, describing the first one looks pretty familiar these are pills no, no, no. it's like a packet that looks like that but you wear it on a lanyard I have no idea how he found them. Probably Facebook, if we're being honest with ourselves. Right. But, and I was like, you didn't. And like, I'm clearly the first person ever to like question him on this. <laughs> this one's just Corona beer on a lanyard. That's not at all what I'm looking for. <laughs> I, 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 I literally wasn't actually able to find it myself. And I, I hope it's been shut down because it's clearly false. Your uncle definitely just made those himself and is now like the <laughs> consumer testing them on your family. To well, see the thing is, the thing is, is they looked kind of like, like they looked like they had some quality behind them for some reason. And he, that was one of the things he said where it was like, it can't be a scam. Look at the quality they put into this. <laughs> and I was like, that's not, that's that, that can't, no, <laughs> please no. These. So I started to look into like some other kind of weird remedies that people are coming up with sure what's the what, what how many how many do you have do you want to start with the weirdest uh i'll i'll start with some weird. well let me start what do you got hit hit me with them alex how do we cure the coronavirus well let's start youtube it's a joke whatever mods reviewing this we're not being serious okay so i say you wanted to show up this one is more a preventative measure but people are mask people are trying to turn vodka into hand sanitizer and no tito's vodka won't work as hand sanitizer <laughs> against the coronavirus oh boy and apparently hand sanitizer has to be like a certain percentage of alcohol which vodka isn't like i think it's like 60 percent. yeah but it's only 40 percent. so it wouldn't yeah vodka. it wouldn't reach the point where it's killing enough of the germs or whatever Oh, it says right here, CDC, the hand sanitizer needs to contain at least 60% alcohol. Tito's is 40% alcohol, as is most vodkas. And is that the only reason? This is the only... <laughs> there's no other there drawbacks. Has to, there's got to be several other reasons why you wouldn't want to be using vodka as hand sanitizer, aside from the fact that it isn't alcoholy enough. Uh, I, can't, I, can't, I can't think of another. I don't, Are you a whiskey sort of dude? Do you do fancy alcohols? I like Jaeger, but I'm trash. So no. <laughs> yes yes i really got into whiskey because kareem really got into whiskey and we ordered quite a few japanese whiskeys that have been like hella delicious that sounds nice actually 
They are. Japanese whiskeys in general are a little bit more subtle, so they're not super harsh on your tongue, but they still have a lot of flavor I do like the burn, though. Yeah, I mean, well, some of them have it. And, you know, at the end of the day, you're drinking, you know, 55% alcohol in a lot of them. So you could almost use that as hand sanitizer. Almost, yeah. That's that's the reason Japanese distilleries aren't super popular here is they're not very good at hand sanitizing. Because whenever, I'm, whenever I finish my whiskey, I just look straight for the hand sanitizer. Not to clean my hands, exactly. but to get wasted. Yeah, every time I finish my hand sanitizer, I look immediately for my whiskey so that I can desanitize my hands. <laughs> oh. What else you got? What's what's the next ridiculous way to try and fix? Well, have you seen that TikTok of the 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 redneck dude who's like, if I get coronavirus, I hope I almost get, wait. I get Lyme disease, the, so I can have some <laughs> yeah, they, Lyme with my Corona. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's that's the cure. Just get shit faced. So you can't get infected if you're too drunk to consent. That's a fact. So if the vodka was the Russian slash American solution to this problem, the Chinese have come up with a way better one, and it's a oh, it's Lord a it's a mercy. force field. <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> and I don't know how safe this is, but it shoots out like ultraviolet radiation. <laughs> what to like zap germs? Chinese company invents bat-like suit to protect from the coronavirus. First of all, the bat the most the bat like is, is the because most, the back of it is shaped like the batman logo is what they said if i remember reading okay this. but also bat like like the animal that made the coronavirus <laughs> nobody thought through this head what hey china has to just be fucking with us if you want to beat a bat you gotta be a bat <laughs> that's what that's what I, my grandma always told me I saw a tweet that was like, I can't believe I can't go outside because some bitch in China ate a snake that ate a bat. <laughs> and I was like, that is a gross oversimplification that I agree with. There was that one tweet I saw where it was like, Jesus was like, been on vacation for a while or something. What's happening? And someone said, yeah, and he comes back and everybody just corona. And, and someone out. just said, uh, someone in China ate a bat. So now we can't go outside. <laughs> Beijing design firm Penda, P-E-N-D-A, in case you're wondering. This has to be a joke. Says it's high-tech wearable device, which is called Be a Batman. How are you not getting sued? It's structured like the wings of a sleeping bat. The suit protects people from the deadly virus by isolating them and sterilizing their surroundings with ultraviolet technology. And what I can only imagine is an obscene amount of irony. It has to be. The ultraviolet radiation network on the surface of the device can heat up to sterilize and surround sterilize the surrounding environments turning contact away to this is in english basically it gets hot on the outside ultraviolet it has to be like you're fighting bat with bats at this point do you remember ben 10 i re- i know that's a thing yeah in the first episode there's like a forest fire and they fight the forest fire by creating a bigger fire <laughs> that like robs it of <laughs> the oxygen, oxygen. <laughs> so i think do this- they not do they do anything to stop that second fire? No, they cancel out apparently, and the episode's over. <laughs> but <laughs> I think what? I think this is the same thing. You're fighting bats with bats, except our oh, bats shoot ridiculous. out ultraviolet radiation. This is so dumb, dude. What is what is the? They clearly watch Seinfeld. It's this is the Bubble Boy. Yeah, this has to be it. I mean, just stay inside. Like, is it that tough? Apparently. I mean, I know I just did a video ranting about how annoying it is to stay inside. But no, like, no, dude, no. Just start no, a podcast. If, if you're, it's not if that you're serious. comparing, you, should I should I stay inside? Is that hard, or should I put on my bat suit <laughs> to go outside? 
Who was that dude who couldn't stop being Batman? Not Bruce Wayne, the other real one. Who couldn't stop that being Batman? He was on what? like Dr. Phil. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I have no fucking idea what his name is. He has is, a YouTube though. channel. Batman on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil Batman. <laughs> Goose Wayne. <laughs> real name Giovanni. Of course it is. What the fuck? Oh, Giovanni, his family's sick with Corona then. <laughs> Dr. Phil. Is this him? No, that's the actual show, Dr. Phil. We might not be the ones. Qu- so wait, if you look at his picture. Oh, here he is. Goose Wayne Batman. Wait, oh wait. He's only got a he's only got a small number of subscribers more than I do. Oh. We could collab. We could oh, we can beat him. Listen, once we get to the point where this podcast is the number one trending podcast for comedy <laughs> on iTunes, Spotify, and you porn, we could get people like this on the podcast and just you know what like would the people not want to know how Goose Wayne Batman is handling the corona epidemic? Can you go back like to that to all the videos. Uh, no, like go back one more. I, we might not be the ones that have this, be able to have this conversation, but like, so he has like the eye black right there. What's the acceptable amount of blackface? <laughs> <laughs> like, at what point does it become a problem? Because um, it definitely is a problem. But how much can you have? That's an interesting point. I mean, so they—they they, he's, he's toeing the line. So Gucci got in trouble for this sweater. Of course. That was considered blackface. And this is, you know, 50% of the face plus all of the neck. That's But that's like like OG, like 1940s so like, blackface. Yeah. So, I mean, if we take, so if we take the eye black, which is acceptable, <laughs> right? And we can say this is, you know, that's definitely maybe 20% of the face, right? 30, but yeah, 20 is fine. Yeah, I mean, let's be cons- let's, yeah, let's be conservative. Thirty percent of the face plus. I mean, I would say this is. Let's go with sixty percent of the face if we're going to factor in the neck, which I, I don't think we necessarily need to, right? But for yeah, so ninety percent of the face divided by the fact I, that I think you have to add points to the sweater just because the lips are just so bad. But you know, go on. I mean, yes, but the fact that the sweater is on a white woman, I think we actually need to accentuate it even more so. Yeah. Right. So divided by two, which gives us roughly 45% of the face. Mm-hmm. No, nah, this doesn't work. None of this makes sense. Why am I using math to defend racism? That's not how this works. <laughs> Usually it's the other way around. Have you seen um that Mitchell and Webb look? No. You know who these guys are? No. Enlighten me. These are, you. I think you know Mitchell. Let me find it. So this is... um. Uh, how not what to look like. So they do like a satirical TV show. Um, that's just like sketch comedy. Yeah. So the beginning of this is making fun of like Queer Eye for the straight guy or something. Mm-hmm. You know I don't get volume, right? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he's he's making jokes here. Yeah. And it's him and his wife. And he's like, hi, my name's Jason. You know me. I came in second place on Big Brother 7 and third place on Big Brother 9. Today, <laughs> we're going to be wardrobing our first contestant. And then it goes to their first contestant, which is the, the co-host of the show. And he comes out and he's just, he's, he's, he's just head, head to toe in a full Islamic. I don't know what these are called. I know that's ironic, but I don't know what anything's called. And, and they're like, oh, wow. And then they cut. And it goes to this section where it's like backstage uh-huh. and he's like, he's like talking to him as like the co-host. And he's like, Hey, listen, man, um, what, what are we saying with the sketch? And he's like, I mean, do we need to be saying anything? And he's like, 
Well, I mean, you know, just coming out fully dressed like a Muslim woman. I mean, I just worry that we might be making the wrong sorts of people laugh. And he's like, you know, I just don't care anymore. And he takes off his hood and he's just in blackface <laughs> underneath. <laughs> and he's like, I just, I just don't know. And, oh, I know. And I he know looks him at him. Right. Yeah, 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 you do. Everybody does. And he, he's like, he's like, oh, so I, I see you've started blacking up again. <laughs> And he's like, yeah. And he's like, is that for a sketch you're doing later? He's like, nah, I just like the way it feels. <laughs> How'd he get away with that? And he's that? like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I just don't know if it's a good look. He's like, I don't care anymore, man. I don't care. Okay. I don't care what people think. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't Bro, want us to know about this sketch. If I'm being these honest. Guys, this show is from a while ago. Uh, it has to be. I don't know if... um this guy does stuff anymore but mitchell david mitchell i think is his it's name? david mitchell um he does i see him on the, he's on a I see lot on the big of fat quiz comedy. almost every year yeah he's there he also does um he's on a lot of like the british game shows i don't know how tv works over in england but it seems like there's like two or three big game shows that everybody watches that's like on the bbc and he's usually one of the contestants on like highlights that i see these dudes are funny this is older comedy they're a little bit less refined, but I thought this show was funny as fuck, dude. Yeah, there was that. There's like a fully loaded or whatever it was, which is a good... The full episodes are on YouTube, by the way. Ooh. They, they both of these guys together also have another show that I think is on Hulu called Peep Show. That one oh, is... Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That one is super popular. Lots of people know that. This shit geeks. Best Michelin web sketch ever. They have this thing where they have this chiropractor who's got these giant goggles and the stupidest fucking voice. He's like slobbering all over his mouth, right? And it's supposed to be like you watch through it and it's like you're thinking, oh, it's Mitchell must have had like a weird chiropractor or something and they're making a sketch out of it. And then halfway through the sketch, they stop and they like zoom out and Mitchell's actual chiropractor is in the <laughs> guest audience. <laughs> and he walks up he's like hey i'm mitchell's chiropractor what the fuck i don't talk anything like this what the fuck is this they're like looking at each other <laughs> it's the funniest fuck and they have like the assistant come out dressed like a giant flamingo he's like that doesn't look anything like debbie <laughs> wait where's his, where's his pants go yeah this is the this is the them making fun of him and like he like he like walks up to them they're like standing next to each other he's like this doesn't look anything like me but I can't believe you would take. I thought he he said he told a joke and he was like, I thought the joke was pretty funny. You guys butchered it when you did the reenactment. <laughs> oh, that's like a nightmare of mine. Yeah, man. These these guys are fun. I mean, all, I think all British humor is. You know who Hugh Laurie is? Tip. Hugh Laurie. Yeah. yeah, he was on a sketch comedy show in England. Really? Yeah, that was like his first thing he was on. And, yeah, Stephen Fry, him and him. Hugh Laurie's. Oh, look at that! He's, he was a he's a comedian in England, and then he comes over here and does Doctor Freaking House. Yeah, you don't just you don't just start out by being House. He's got no, but it's um, like a role reversal. We're like Doctor House is got, funny, but not in a comedic way. Yeah, he's he's very Jezelnekian with his approach. A bit of Fry and Laurie. Oh man, yeah. They have um, he's got like a brother or a cousin or something. Um. I forgot what his first name is, but he was like the principal at my at my high school. What? <laughs> yeah, they had the same last name, and I never put two and two together. He was also British, like he had a British accent. And that's crazy. Somebody one day was like, "Yeah," somebody was just like, "No, that's like he's like related to Hugh Laurie. That's like his cousin or his uncle or his brother or something." Oh. And I was like, "No way!" I was like, "Hey, are you related to Hugh Laurie?" He was like, "Yeah, that's my whatever sibling." Oh. Um, yeah, that's a that's a thing that happened. 
But that's like an actual cool. celebrity. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, six degrees of separation. We we talked about this. Oh before. yeah, we have. I think it's my goal to the get big, in the game. The bigger that we get on this on this podcast, shit, dude. I mean, we could we could have some legit. I don't imagine it'd be that tough to get Hugh Laurie on the podcast. What's he even doing anymore? You know. Well, he, meanwhile, we're up and coming. True. We, we can right. get Hugh Laurie back in the game. Yeah, exactly. Hit up Cimento cool. Media on Twitter, and uh, he'll he'll talk. To, our people talk to your people. Exactly. DM my publicist is a is a phrase I've always wanted to be able to say with with conviction. You can just say my name. Yeah, yeah, that works. Okay, cool. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. I will catch you guys after this word from our sponsors. Yu Yu Hakusho. Yep. Was probably my favorite anime. Uh oh. Not mainstream. I think anything that was on Toonami could be considered mainstream, right? Yeah, but half the people won't know what we're talking about. I mean, Yusuke here. I don't. Maybe I was just too young to ever have, like. It's a very common trope, but the 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 bullied kid from a broken home was just getting like his ass kicked by like literally the the teachers were not fucking with him. And he was the bully. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. He like beat somebody's ass and then the He was the bully while simultaneously getting bullied by adults. Yeah, and the teacher was gonna like what was the teacher gonna do? They were gonna like fail Kuwabara and he didn't fuck with that, and that's when he got taught the spirit gun. You don't remember it at all. <laughs> I don't at all. What what was the story no. when he when he shoots the fucking teacher with the spirit gun in the hallway? He was gonna get banned from school for fighting? What was it? Dude, you, that's not even that didn't happen. What what's happening? What was the story? No. What happened? What what Se was it? season one? He dies, and then he has to do it. like, he has to like get, he has to come back to life by doing. He dies saving a little kid, right? And yeah. so, the underworld is like, what the hell? Why'd you do that? That's not your character trait. And yeah. He, and so like they give him a, a chance at redemption, and the deal for him coming back is that he has to be the new spirit detective. Yeah. And like track down spirits that. Uh, are like seeping through to the real world and uh, he gets a cool spirit gun right and then kubara gets a sword specifically the part where he learns to use the spirit gun though mm -hmm. is him shooting one of his teachers in the no. school hallway yeah it is either that or he's in a forest or something bring it up you get too much never mind i don't think that's how it went uh, do i want to google this it's risky is that you're not, the guy who am i stupid you're, you're the guy who wrote this wrote hunter x hunter i haven't seen hunter x hunter neither have i i thought i was i thought i was gonna give you something to react react to unfortunately not um right here right here this is it hold on is it is it claimed it's not okay let me see it I remember this exactly. Something happens and he's like, oh, I wish I could get back at this teacher. And the little floating baby right here. Oh, that was the douchebag teacher. Right here. Douchebag teacher. He gets in a fight. That's what it is. Right here. He comes in. What happens? I think nothing happens. The teacher's just out to get him. He has a bloody nose. Of course something happened. Look, look at this animation of his mouth, by the way. You can see the outline of where it's animated. <laughs> And he's talking. <laughs> By the way, welcome to the face cam. Sorry it wasn't there for the first hour. Yeah, I have to deal with it. Anyway, yeah, right there. They're like, 
oh, the kid's fighting, blah, 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 get him out of the school or some shit. Something happens. He gets mad. He's like, God, I wish I could get back at the teacher. This dude goes, why don't you attack him invisibly? What are you talking about? Focus all your power in your hand right there. Shoots the teacher in the back of the fucking head. What do you mean? I was completely on point. Okay. I got all of this right. You, You did it. You beat me. Holy crap, that guy no no Yeah, but knew something happened. Oh give God, it- <laughs> what is this end screen? Oh goodness. Anyway. Give me two thumbs. Um No, so like no one watched Yu Yu Hakushu for season one. Sure. Everyone watched it for the, the tournament, whatever tournament. Right? Yeah, watching motherfuckers. Because what is an anime without a tournament arc? I mean, just, I gotta I gotta tell you, you watch One Punch Man? Uh, yes. One Punch Man is very much, aside from the comedy that's in it, which is great, it's very much uh, what everybody loved about Dragon Ball Z, which is, this is the most powerful motherfucker in the world. No, this guy's the most, and it's just that over and over and over again. And I cannot, I can't complain about how much I enjoy that about One Punch Man. I've seen tournaments. Yeah. I've seen people be stupidly stronger than other people just to then seem weak compared to the third guy. It's yeah. just still just so satisfying. It's so satisfying. You need to create a tier list for tournament arcs for all anime. I don't know if I've seen enough. That's, I mean, we're gonna have to do some research. I mean, what One Punch Man is One Punch Man even up there? I mean, fucking Saitama Bear does he win? I mean, obviously he's capable of winning, but does he win or do they get attacked by monsters? Something happens. The Yu Yu Hakusho tournament. I don't even know if I've seen the ending. I don't think I've seen it's the last a, episode a, of the a, season. It's a good ass. It's a good ass ending. I know, he knows his moves, fucking, it's like 5v5, and they have a team, and then the dude with the fucking black hair fucking destroys both of his arms to take out two people for Yusuke, and Yusuke's only got to take out one more guy, something like that? Yeah, to fight Tagoro. Yeah. No, Look the, at this. Technically, this show had two tournament arcs, but you don't see the ending to the second one. Is the second one the one that I just described? No, that's got to be the first one, because I've only seen no, the, first the first season. No, you first one. Yeah. No one, no one, unless they went looking for it, saw the second one. Because it was really hard. Another one I remember from Toonami was Ruroni Kenshin, which I never actually watched, but this was also one, right? I recognize it. I didn't watch it. This one's got swords. I think the one that most people watch that was from Toonami is Bleach, which also has swords. And I think, why why am I just getting pictures of Clorox? The fuck is this? (laughs) Bleach. Dumbass. They've got Bleach. Naruto was on Toonami as well, right? Yeah. Naruto, Dragon Ball Z was on it. What other? Because Naruto had the tuning exam, which was a good tournament arc, got interrupted. Right. So you've got Sailor Moon. Wait, One Punch Man. I think these guys are just using random. Wait, did Sailor Moon have a tournament arc? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember enough of that. Um, I would love a picture that's got just Toonami animes, if I remember. I don't know if One Punch Man was on Toonami. I just remember I remember Toonami because Oh, every Saturday intro. on Toonami. Do you remember Bo 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 Bo? Of course I do. I that, didn't I didn't show, watch it, but I remember everybody fucking making fun of me for not understanding what I the fuck it. they were saying. Oh, I watched it. So they've got Dragon Ball Z at midnight. That's too late for me. I can't pronounce I was in that second one. Grade. Hashtag no hashtag Parasite. Um I don't know what these are. Naruto Shippuden, One Piece, and Kill la Kill. Damn, Naruto came on at 2 in the morning? Holy fuck. Yeah, that was during Shippuden, though. That was the adult one. The adult one? Like, 
they're adults. Like they had sex? Or they're oh. 16. Oh, no. <laughs> the ad- <laughs> the, the adult, adult parody one, cement. The adult one is Naruto Rule 34. So what is uh, JoJo's? <laughs> Fuck if I know. I learned about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure by just looking up animes one day, and I was on like myanimelist.com, and I was like, what's the highest rated anime? And it said JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And I was highest like, rated. okay. And I click on it, and my buddy immediately is like, immediately, he's like, you know, there's like a bunch of JoJo's, right? And I was like, what do you mean? I'm not watching the right show? They're like, no, like every season, it's a different JoJo or some shit. I was like, what the fuck are you even talking about? He's like, yeah, like at first it's JoJo, like Jonathan Joestar, but then it's johan joe other shit like i was like i don't i don't get this at all that's clever but yeah this is this is like these two are jojos right or all these guys jojos i don't know wait wait for your card game thing go look up zatch bell look up zatch bell yeah because that this is how you can make your card game man how so it's the combination of Yu-Gi-Oh and pokemon is that what zatch bell is Zatch Bells, everyone has one of these like little kids or whatever they're called. I don't remember what they're called in this context of the show. So it's Pokemon, and, but you have a little kid? Yeah, precisely. Holy not, fuck, not what? That doesn't seem and then legal. You see, that spell, you see that spell book in his hand? Yeah. He has spells that make Zatch do moves. And they slowly have to learn them. Slowly. Yeah, that's the... Because, you know, you gotta stretch out that, that AdSense. Gotta stretch out that AdSense. God. Oh, that watermark! I thought it was a sensor. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> yeah. Um, here's all the JoJo's. Who is? Hold on. All the JoJo. All I googled is all the JoJo. Hold on. What do we got? JoJo. Protagonist: Jonathan Joestar, Joseph Joestar, Jotaro Kujo, Josuke Higashikata, Giorno Giovanni. Jolene Kujo, Johnny Joestar, and Josuke Haiga Shika, some other shit. You could have made you could have made one of those up, but I would have believed you. Yeah, these are insane. So Jonathan Joestar is the is the one that I've seen. I've seen the first twelve episodes of this, I'm fairly certain. Yeah. But then Joseph Joestar is the main character of Battle Tendency, a core ally in Stardust Crusaders and a supporting character in Diamond and Zabra. What? <laughs> at alias jojo thank you thank you very much wiki <laughs> nationality british he's the british jojo these fan wikis by the way in general are the greatest things ever created you want to see something cool oh one day we're going to do a deep dive into the star wars wiki are we because i haven't seen any of the star wars anime you don't have it doesn't matter neither of these people <laughs> <laughs> okay perfect <laughs> they're just they create backstories for background characters Jolene Cujo is the protagonist of Stone Ocean and the sixth Jojo of the Jojo's Bizarre Adventure series. Stone Ocean. Oh, are these the, oh, those are the, sh- the man. Oh God. Sixth Jojo. What the, f- I don't get this. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Why'd you say it like that, man? Uh, I coughed. Okay, good. <laughs> JoJo was serialized in Weekly Shonen Jump from 1987 to 2004. I thought you were going to say serially murdered. I've got like, Oh no. I've got a third um Megamind idea if this YouTube shit takes off. And this is the one that I think might be the most realistic. I think I will do regardless. Is okay. I want to start an animation studio. 
maybe that's some- your most realistic idea uh, compared to reenacting the battle city tournament yeah wait was that one of them it was creating a mini tokyo right i i just extrapolated that we're <laughs> gonna do battle city i mean i'm down we'll have cute dogs and everything but that one what? i think is legitimate like it doesn't need to be like a big building where people are drawing 24 7 and i have 50 employees i'm saying i get like an animator or two someone to help me write a story for something that i think is cool and then maybe like every two weeks we come out with a 20 minute front to back you know music hyper themed intro and just do an anime just do a story tell the story of a guy who's a wolf but really inside he's a rabbit or some shit and just make it kind of funny kind of actiony and i'm you know we'll throw it up on youtube type shit and then eventually uh, that'll we evolve. To, we, need to draw, we need to draw from what we know. So you cut out there, my guy. What? We we need to we need to create a story based off of experiences we both have. We can't so just make I'm an thinking, anime of a dude sitting at home all day, Alex. No, it's a retail anime. <laughs> oh no, yo, a retail anime. I think f- between everyone that we know that's worked at Micro Center, we could do a dope story. That might. I mean, we're not. I don't consider myself a very good writer. Every time I look at even poor, what people consider poorly looking stories, poorly written stories, they still follow some semblance of like the rules of storytelling of like foreshadowing. The thing is, we don't have to make a story. We could literally just tell our experiences and no one would believe us. I mean, yeah, but I kind of want it to be sort of like this dark, gritty comedy, kind of like Parasite, where it's like funny, but there's also like action and tension just to keep it interesting, you know? So there's like parts to each. We- we could interlace yeah but it's like it's like your parks and rec how they had those scenes where they're doing like town halls and stuff had nothing to do with the story but they're the best parts where they're doing town halls they were doing like town halls where they have like normal people ask questions and it was oh yeah 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 it's interlaced yeah but i mean as a backbone have you watched um the disastrous life of psyche k no that's a great one Will we learn to spell? (laughs) I never will. This is A on Netflix, and there's an English dub if you're one of those degenerates. Um, It's it's a pretty good English dub. Maybe I just want to look at my phone while I watch. Yeah. There's there's two seasons in English, and there's a third season all on Netflix, and the third season's only in Japanese. But it's great. It's slice of life. It's another just sort of... So he's a a psychic with basically every superpower you can imagine. Oh. And it's just about how annoying that is to him. To okay, what, to... when you were a kid, what superpower did you want? A bigger dick. <laughs> <laughs> As a kid? Yeah, even then I was like, yo, this shit's going to get did, in the way, did man. You wanna, what, did you want to flex on your dad in the shower? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Nah, I stopped showering with my dad like years ago, dude. <laughs> um, I, I think my answer now is probably what my answer would have been then, which is probably flight 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 I, I there were definitely times where you know like i wanted to like of, of any superpower that's when you wanted to, as a kid you wanted flight there were definitely moments in my life where i would have liked to be able to like stop time but that sounds rapey it, mostly it was oh no but realistically no i mean my thing i think I always the, flight i wanted i wanted super speed how is that different that than thing. flight I'm not trying to fly. I'm trying to run fast. I'm, I'm being the flash. You're trying to get somewhere quickly. Like, I'm not trying to fly because I like the idea of being over a building. 
I want to be able to fly I, so that I can quickly, with no traffic or thinking, be somewhere else very fast. Well, I don't care if there is traffic. I'm going to zoom by it. <laughs> is that it? Just get to other places? You wouldn't want to be so fast you could like get behind somebody, punch them in the back of the head, and get back, and they wouldn't even... Because that's also stopping that's time. Super, that, that's super speed. That's what I'm saying, but that's also a bit of like why you'd want to be able to stop relative. time, is to like fuck with people or like steal back your money from somewhere without anyone noticing. I think time travel is ultimately linked to super speed, but if I didn't have a time element to it, I just want to run really, really fast. I mean, is there like a specific thing you want to be able to do with your super speed or no? Be fast. Just, just be fast. Just get places quick. Be fast though. So yeah. not just running. You don't want to be able to write papers incredibly quick too. Yeah. That sort of thing. All around speedster. I could see that. I, yeah. ju I just think flight is the sickest, man. Like you don't need to have a car. You could very quickly, like, I want to be in New York. Boom, I just zoom over there. Man, what, like an hour? Straight through yeah, the air? Are you, if you, are you one of those people who, who, uh, who they would say, like, people would always ask, like, do you want to be, like, the power of invisibility or the power of flight? And there always be that guy that's like, well, if I can turn invisible, can I also turn my clothes invisible? I mean, well, A, I think that that's a stupid question because I don't understand who wouldn't pick flight in that situation. Because, like... Nah. I'm joking about the stopping time thing. Stopping time mostly is in my life has mostly been because I want to punch somebody in the face or get out of a situation or something. But mm -hmm. I don't think there's a real situation where you'd want to be invisible where you're not doing something sort of malicious. You know what I mean? That seems like the sort of if you could pick if you could pick any superpower and somebody goes, Oh, I'd want the power to be able to see through locker room doors, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be like, wait a second, buddy. You know wait what I mean? Wait a second. And I Calm feel like it's the there. same way with invisibility. It's like, would my clothes be invisible too? It's like, well, A, this isn't a real question, but let's say sure, whatever you're wearing is invisible. <laughs> but why? Who gives a fuck? Are you but worried about being naked while invisible? Stop? Can I turn other stuff invisible? Hmm? Yeah. Hmm? My point is, does it matter? You know, what are you worried about? Oh, but I, so I have to be, if I, I have to be naked, if I want to be invisible, you're invisible. <laughs> what, what do you give a shit? They're creating a backstory where they're going to turn uninvisible at any moment. And they're just going to be naked in the middle of the room. Psyche K does these sort of like parody title slides where it's like a romance anime or something. And it's just like the next chapter of whatever the show is. And I yeah. want to do something like this for my channel where I introduce like a new meme and it's just fucking just like me anime style purple hair laid out on a bed. Like moving on to the next thing. Here's here's the fucking the two main characters fucking IRL. That's a sick recreation. Yeah, it's pretty... This dude's funny because he's got sort of the mindless face that fucking... I don't know what his name is. Oh, I guess they're professional. They must be real uh, cosplayers. <laughs> That's an oxymoron. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. I don't know how much of the cosplay community follows my channel, but it's probably a lot. Come come at me. Um, fuck, man. This, this, is, this is an anime you should watch, though. I mostly watch gag animes. Like, front to back, it's mostly gag animes. They have to be relatively short for me to enjoy them. I, tell me if I'm wrong here. I feel like most newer animes have gotten pretty good about being able to tell their story arcs relatively quickly. Well, yeah, they have to. They're going to get canceled by season two. Yeah. Like, Attack on Titan got really good really fucking fast, in my opinion. I don't know what happened since season three. Have you seen Attack on Titan? I've seen part of season one, and I stopped. Uh, I watched all of season one. I watched all of season one twice. I watched all of season one and I was like, yo, this show's crazy. And then I showed my girlfriend, this is three, four years ago, showed my girlfriend and then we watched the entire thing together and I was like, yo, this anime is insane. My girlfriend, by the way, watches way fucking more anime than I do. 
She's seen everything. So, and I knew that about her when I met her. And I was like, yo, check this out. And she was like, oh, that's pretty sick. And I was like, really? So I was like, this must be a pretty good anime. When but, you when you can recommend something to someone in a genre they're, they know way more about than you and you hear that, it's like the ultimate validation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I watched this. This is universally considered a pretty good anime, though. Like, Binging with Babish has done an episode with some of the food out of this show. Like, it's that mainstream enough. But there's yeah. also this one, which is just a straight-up, um, like, parody. This is Zombieland Saga. And it's... um. How do I describe this? It's a, it's an idol anime. Do you know what those are? Not at all. So an the... idol anime is as it sounds. It's it's always an anime about a girl becoming an idol. So a, so a pop singer almost. That's always. a genre. That's a genre. Idol animes. <laughs> There's enough of those. And this is a parody of idol animes. It's even more than that. Every Holy. girl, every girl in this group is a zombie, have been brought back to life. And, and they're being coached by this dude who has all of them in the same house to become the next big idol group. And it memes, they end up doing a commercial for a chicken. Here's the dude who's teaching them. And he's always just screaming shit at him, right? He's got yeah. all these emotions. There's this um, scene in the intro where the main character gets smacked by a van. And that's how she dies. Right here. She's running out her door. She oh, runs, I've seen this. I've seen this. She gets smacked by this van, cracks her fucking head open, right? I parody this in my YouTube intro. Have you seen my actual YouTube intro? Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's a scene in there where I'm getting hit by a van, and I've got her hair and everything. My animator yeah, does a now great I job. The, now I recognize the reference. And it's hilarious, bro. It's hilarious. The intro has this whole dancing sequence that's just bomb as fuck. I'm I'm really playing up this anime that's just a complete fucking joke. Please don't watch this on my recommendation unless you're looking to have a good laugh. But have you seen do you remember a uh, Vampiro like Rosario or something like that? Vampiro. It's one of those like it's one of those Vampiro like, Romantico? No, Rosario or something like that. I don't remember exactly. Vampiro Rosario. Vampiro yeah, plus one. Rosario? Yeah, that one. These guys? No, I don't recognize this at all. This was like a this was like one of those like semi porns, but there was no porn. Yeah. Where like this one dude gets transferred to school, but like it's in like the demon world for some reason. <laughs> of course. And they're all like witches and vampires and demons. There and is they a, all and they all want him because that it can't be a Japanese show unless all the girls want that one dude. Um Yakuza becomes idol anime. What is this called? Here it is. <laughs> Backstreet Girls. That's what it is. Backstreet Girls. Alright. Here it is. This geeks. So I think this picture here will tell you. So these three Yakuza members, it's another gag anime. It's called Backstreet yeah. Girls. It's on, it's on Netflix. I'm noticing a trend in our genres. Yeah. These three Yakuza guys fuck up. And their Yakuza boss is about to kill them and then decides, no, you guys need to make money for the Yakuza. So he ships them out to Taiwan to get sex change um, operations. And then they become an idol group. And it's them drinking themselves to death and having to perform as women and like accepting that they're the biggest hit fucking girl group ever. Um, and it's hilarious. Isn't there bro. an actual Japanese girl group that one of them is a transgender? I'm, I mean, with as many, first of all, a transgender, come on, man, be sensitive. 
secondly well, with as many them, as many girl groups as there are yeah that's probably at least kind of true sorry well it's not never mind i'm not gonna go into it we already talked about blackface we can't talk about this <laughs> but no this shit this shit's hilarious dude like this is this one doesn't take itself seriously at all like there's a scene where one of them as the girl like, this shit. there's a scene where one of the girls is like <laughs> wait go there's a scene where one of the girls is like talking back to the yakuza boss and he just like rocket kicks her like through a window into the other door while like screaming how dare you disrespect it geeks dude this is them like they're like locked in a room just watching dance routines over and over again being forced to so that they're better at dancing and they're just like yeah. dude i i can't believe i haven't slept with a woman and blah 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 and they just start feeling each other's tits like this isn't the same at all like it's oh, so fucking funny it's just like a huge tonal shift i love it it's nuts dude like i don't know if it's like actually funny in the world of like gag animes or if i just think it's so ridiculous that i love it but the premise alone is pretty good i think it's good goku dolls is the is the other title to it <laughs> just shit like this like uh it was on Netflix last I watched it. I thought it was fucking great. That's on Netflix? That's amazing. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Or it was on Netflix. Netflix Good switches for Netflix. stuff. Netflix original. Maybe. Well, really? Better Maybe. watch out before Disney comes and ruins it. Right. Um, Fan art. But like something like that, I feel like given the time and the resources, I could maybe come up with something funny enough that with good animation and like a lot of help writing it to make the stories come to life... I feel like I could make something like this. You could YouTube. save money by paying the animators in like promotion. By doing what? You could pay the animators in like. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. Hardcore. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's been a long Corona for all of us. Oh, yeah. Like four. Corona's in. Anyway, yeah. That shit. And then what else did I have? I like my favorite anime growing up was Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, that anime is idolized dude it geeks well it's not like actually funny though right it's just no, like a not at all. really really good story or something or oh, am yeah, i overhyping like, it people talk highly of this show no I'll, I'll talk highly of it it's like of my favorite shows it's like top 10 it's in there is the story that good or what is it about avatar that makes it the so story goes way it like above and beyond what it looks like right here but what does that mean? Like, there's real relationship struggles and power struggles, and it's like like Game of Thrones story style shit. Or it's not as complex as Game of Thrones, but like the storyline itself is good enough. By the way, how was the Game of Thrones anime? Oh. People, I've seen a similar tweet. Oh. I've seen a similar tweet to the one about One Piece, which was, you know, Game of Thrones fucked up the ending when everybody's locked at home because of this pandemic and not a single person is talking about rewatching game of thrones and i, I was like I, that's the problem is true. my sister was watching through it for the first time ever oh did you watch it with I her i didn't i wasn't but then season season eight came and i was like oh no i'm so sorry you have to live through this just know what i felt like has she already watched it do you know yeah. what her reaction's been how's how is she also she was so she was so angry really like is, does your sister like what, read the online forums that you have the idea that she had know, no idea and she was still disappointed in it yeah there was no like influence like i told her it was shit but like that's not gonna be her only right like she's not gonna think it was shit just because i said it was shit yeah she's gonna I, have her own opinion a good part of me wondered 
if the reason that I didn't like the ending of Game of Thrones so much was because I knew, you know, the fact that Benioff and Weiss got the Star Wars contract and just half-assed the rest of the season and all the little nitpicky abandoned plots that people were pointing out on the subreddit, if that was making me really not appreciate... If it was like a group think or if it was an actual, actually bad. No, just and it, not a group think. It was... When you know all the facts, it was bad. Poorly executed, abandoned a lot of ideas, and clearly oh, had for, a few ways yeah. to, to be much better. But if I didn't know all those things, just watching it from front to back, would I enjoy it for what it was? I don't think I would. And the answer was no for her. Right. So that's reassuring, I guess. I mean, I don't need to convince anybody Game of Thrones ended poorly. Holy fuck. You know, you know what we need to rewatch, though, during this corona time? What? Danny Phantom. Danny fucking Phantom. So outside of anime, which is going to have a wide definition here, what was your go-to childhood TV show? We're we're the same age. I've asked this before, right? We're the same age. We watched the same stuff, right? Fairly Odd Parents was up there. Fairly Odd Parents was was on more than anything else. It's It's still on. Yeah. Let's take uh, let's take SpongeBob off the table, by the way, because I think SpongeBob. Is, that's too obvious. I think that's got to be my number one if it was in the running. Outside of that, real talk, I think mine might have been Ed and Eddie. Oh, that's up there too. Yeah, you're right. I loved Ed and Eddie. I mean, yeah, man. I mean, Tim, Timmy Turner shit didn't really speak to me. I didn't hate my life so much that I wish I had Fairly Odd Parents. But the uh, Ed yeah. and Eddie sort of, God, my friends are fuckboys. Sort Growing of up in aspect. Ratchet America. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, I fucking love that show, man. They did such a good job with that show, I think. I've watched video essays on the nuances of how when they were making the characters, they gave all of them their own colored tongue and their own sound when they run, and they all run the way that, like, their character, Double D's got her, got his hands together and Ed's fucking head swinging back when he's running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they, they thought of all that before even animating the characters. They're like, these guys have to have these sort of visible traits to them i mean it comes through you you notice it yeah remember like in like the mid 2000s when every show had to have like an american idol tie-in an american idol tie-in there was a fairly odd parents like american idol episode like sponsored by american idol or you mean they had to reference it it was they they did like they did like a singing contest and it was like fairly odd idol or something like that Wait, like a legitimate one? There was an episode. Yeah, it was like an hour-long special. Really? No, what? Yeah. Fairy Idol. Yeah. So they had and, like uh, real that genie people? genie guy's voiced by Norm whatever. Norm McDonald? Yeah. Yeah, this was like a whole hour-long special. And it was like kids like singing and they would pick like their favorite singing kid. well it wasn't kids bob good but it was like no it's fairy singing this oh. one's gonna kill you wait it's an hour long yeah it was an actual hour long special oh it's a show it's a it's an episode i thought i thought it was like american idol but they had timmy turner no. like voice the inner cuts or whatever no it was like an episode of fairly odd parents where they're doing like american idol yeah i mean yeah well, what you're saying that every show had an episode Something, like this? Like there's there's a lot of stuff that did this. Like Shrek did it. That I remember actually. Yeah, because that was at the end of the Shrek Two DVD. Yeah, uh, Shrek, American 
America's Got Talent. Yeah, that Far, Far Away Idol. This I remember. Shrek 2 is just yeah. so good. But you're, you're, saying, you're saying that a lot of shows in the mid-2000s made a reference to American Idol because of how big it was in the, yeah. in the, in the culture. Were you point. one of those people like me where once the audition stage ended, you also dipped out? Uh, I dipped out when the show started. Oh. I did not watch American Idol at all. Way smarter than me. I did not. I was just I was just there to watch Simon be mean to people. I knew a girl in middle school who was, uh, she moved to my middle school from like one of the southern states, and she said uh-huh. that like they take it way seriously down there, like. They know the names it's, of it's all my, the contestants that they it's cry my when take people, it out of this country. Yeah. They fucking cry when like the person that they want to win doesn't win. Like they take it super seriously. Me and my family would like take bets on who was going to win amongst each other. And we'd call in and vote. My family wasn't an American Idol family. My family was, however, a, uh, a WWE family. <laughs> um, Different kind of ratchet. Yeah, my mom would really get it. so. My mom doesn't very much speak English, so oh, she would yes. just she would just know the characters from like she the knows way the they international look. National language of fist. <laughs> yeah, like she she can tell who's a good guy, who's a bad guy, and she she'd she'd be jumping out of her seats when it's like one, two, and then they kick up and they don't get to three. She'd be jumping out of her seats. Did you tell her like, it was no. fake? I mean, I'm sure she knew in some capacity. Eh, maybe she right. didn't, but she but you have to. W- when we're watching this, I'm like ten. So I mean, what, what am I, mom? This isn't real. Like, no, like that's Yo, not gonna. I turned it on once. I turned it on once. My mom's in the room, and Vince McMahon says the N word. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really? Look it up. He says it in one of the, like the sketches or whatever. Vince McMahon. Um n-word that's just what i search up back before pc culture shit on everything that was fun that's a weird thing to take well let's look it up 29 seconds (laughs) wait i've seen this I turned it on once, and this happens. This wait, actually though. Yeah, I never got to watch it again. That's crazy. I mean, a this clip of Vince McMahon saying the N word, but b of all the things for you to click on. Yeah, it's kind of my luck. This was very much an anime, though. Let's be fair. South Park did an entire episode about this, parodying the fact that one hundred percent of wwe is just a drama show and like there's wrestling in it but it's the fucking storylines that tie it all together that's fucking they had have you seen that episode of south park i haven't not that one it clicked like they're like it ah the the joke basically is that like let me just set it i don't think this is actually what happened but like butters walks up to like cartman's house and he's like he goes up to cartman's mom and he's like hey where's everybody and she's like oh everybody's out back playing wrestling and he's like, oh, cool. And he runs to the back and it's like two people in a, in a ring. And they're like, you got me pregnant. And now my baby's not going to have a father in his life anymore because you want to spend your entire day drinking. And then hits him with a steel chair. And the other one's like, you don't know how tough it is to be a lawyer. Do you know how many cases I need? And then he jumps off the top rope. It's actually, a, it's really fucking well done. I mean, it's, it's pretty accurate from what I understand. Yeah. 
What oh, was man. your go-to South Park episode? Do you have like, do you remember them? My go-to South like, Park if you episode? Had to show, if, you had, if someone said like, show me your favorite. Oh, uh, my favorite? Like the show's got to represent what I think is funny. You want to put that weight on it? Or like if, if someone said. If somebody I've didn't never, know what I've South said, Park was and, and I wanted to show them an episode. One episode that shows me what it's about. The, the episode where Cartman doesn't get an iPad. 100%. Oh, that's a good one. 100%. It'd be that. I thought, oh, wait, I thought that was a Wii. No, it was an iPad. It was a Wii. Was it? No, it's an iPad. Because he, he goes, goes back to... in time. No. He goes he's... forward in time. It's a newer one. It's a newer episode. Oh, it's not that oh. old episode. He goes to school and everybody's got an iPad. And oh. Kyle walks up to him. Yeah. He goes, Cartman, people are saying that you just have uh, 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 an iPad printed out on a piece of paper tied to a piece of cardboard. <laughs> and you don't actually have an iPad. And he's like, nah, it's an iPad. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes home. It's the episode where he keeps telling his mom that he, he doesn't right. want to get you're, fucked. You're right. You're right. It's well, that episode. He does, no, he does the same thing for the Wii. And that's when he goes forward in time. And like he does like the religion war versus the otters. Cartman. This is probably. you're going to fuck me. He does this. This is a recurring thing with him, though. Like, this isn't a one-time thing. I don't know. Thing. Here it is. I've got a better idea. Why don't you go across the street, buy me some con... No, look. He's standing in front of, a pa- of iPads. <laughs> I swear to God he does this with the Wii. He also. might. This I might be a God. reoccurring thing. But no. like the, No, it's not a reoccurring thing. Because on this episode, he ends up on like a daytime talk show where the host is like, so you're saying that your mother fucks you? Like, No, look up look up him with the Wii. Okay. Cartman. Uh, what is it? Wii? Wii. It, the Wii is the one where he like can't wait for the Wii and he's standing in front yeah. of it for seven days, right? He does not do the same thing. This is a much older episode, I okay, think. Okay, whatever. I'm probably blending on the phone, you know. Oh, there's the dog. I mean, what's your the... what what's your what's your go to South Park episode? Uh, it's probably like I really like the uh, sweaty McBoger balls. What? Where the kids write a book. Oh, and it's and everybody keeps puking while trying to yeah, read it. And they can't get through it all. Yeah. I don't know. I'm probably just too childish, but it was just like, no, it was so that, good. Cause every, did you ever read a banned book in high school? And then you read it and it was like, Oh, they just curse a few times. Yeah. Like the bridge of Terabithia. And it's like, Oh, one of the characters die. That's Dies. what, that's what we're tripping that, about. That's it. Okay. Oh, there's so many, there's so many quality episodes. There's just such a good, yeah. such a well-made show. That's a oh, good one. I want to remember try the and- one. Do you remember the one where it's a, uh, Cartman has Butters over for a sleepover and when Butters sleeps he sucks his dick <laughs> and then he goes into school the next day he's like hey guys I sucked Butters ball- dick last night he's gay <laughs> yeah 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 I was trying to remember how that joke ends I was like yeah and then he like tries to record somebody else doing the same thing right? no he then, records like, himself sucking Butters dick oh, that's everyone's like so you record funny. yourself sucking his dick and you think he's <laughs> gay <laughs> I mean I, here's the thing they have some golden fucking jokes that are not all encompassing of the episode yeah and and they're spread out so much that's like there's certain bits that are just absolute gold that i love i actually just remembered the episode off the top of my head just now that i think is my favorite which is scott tenman must die i know it by name i don't remember what that episode was what the episode was the- starts where like carbon's like guys i'm an adult now <laughs> they're like what right. are you talking about like i got pubes and like but he just has them in his hand <laughs> because <laughs> he bought he bought scott tenement's pubes <laughs> yeah so he has to like get re- so he like the whole episode is him getting revenge on scott tenement for uh, selling him pubes for selling him pubes so yeah. what he does is 
he gets his, Scott Taman's parents murdered and then cooks them into some chili oh, and has them Oh, yeah, it. that is what happened. Yeah, yeah, of course I know that episode. Of and course I know funny that, yeah. enough, the ending of that episode was written by the band Radiohead, who are in the episode. What? Why? They, they asked them, how, how should he get back at them? And they're like, they should probably kill him and cook him in some chili. <laughs> <laughs> and so they did it. <laughs> did you ever watch the Austin Powers movies? I did a long time ago. I don't remember them enough to... I remember that being a riveting moment in my life where I, there's been a few moments in my life and it's usually when I'm young where I'll yeah. watch something and I'll be like, how does something become this funny? Like, how do, how do I become this funny? I used right? to think that about Adam Sandler. And I don't even, I didn't even get the satirical approach that they had to like, oh, these big blockbuster action movies, James Bond does the same fucking thing in every movie. I hadn't even seen that stuff. Yeah. I was literally only watching the Austin Powers movies at my buddy's house. Yeah, while his parents were gone so that we couldn't get in trouble for all the boob jokes or whatever. And yeah, I was laughing my fucking... Like, pause. Have you ever done... When was the last time you paused a video because you were laughing too hard? Every week for your videos. I'm so fucking sick of you, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> but bro, that shit was the pinnacle of comedy to me for a long time. For a while, I was well, like, the Austin was, Powers movies. No question, the Austin Powers movies. When I was in like middle school, I'd watch Colbert every week, every day. Right. And I didn't understand that he was making fun of conservatives, so I just grew up thinking, yeah, I'm conservative, <laughs> like Colbert. <laughs> and I didn't understand that he was making fun of it, and so I was just like telling people, like, yep, I'm a Republican. <laughs> like, not understanding that his whole thing is that he's making fun of Bill O'Reilly. And yeah, it just went right over my head because, you know, what seventh grader knows who Bill O'Reilly is. Yeah, I think it's um discovering that something is satirical of something else after the fact is a weird. Um, you just feel retarded or dumb. dumb. Yeah, Sense you feel really <laughs> you feel really fucking dumb. Um, I can't think of what it not only did I not know that the Austin Powers movies were um, parodies of like action films and James Bond movies. I also didn't know that Austin Powers played almost every character. You didn't realize that? Even I realized that. I didn't realize he was Dr. Evil, right? Did not yeah. did not know. Somebody had to tell me that. He was I fat bastard, right? Didn't know that either. I didn't know that until I started at my new job like two months ago. I brought up the same conversation. I was like, I didn't know he was Dr. Evil. And then somebody else was like, yeah, and fat bastard. And I was like, and fat bastard, what? And they were like, and gold member. I was like, bro, what? What movie were you watching? Dude, I was dumb as fuck as a kid, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Should have been obvious in retrospect, but I don't know. I guess I was just really enjoying the movie for the, like, gags. Man, you if you go rewatch that, you'll like it so much more. I guess so. Yeah. That's <laughs> not like true, so though. Much more That's sense. not true at all. It's probably not. I want someone to go, and mini-me, and, and me just get, no, no, come on, no. No fucking way. Look back, find out find out it's also Michael Myers. It's all forced perspective, man. Oh, fuck. Isn't, doesn't Hollywood have, like, one midget that they use for everything? Uh, Hollywood has, at the moment. Not Peter Dinklage. They have Peter Dinklage, and they have. Um, Who's the old one? Oh, I know his name. He was in Harry Potter for like every role. I know his name. Pilkington and... This guy. Warwick Davis. There you go. Yep. Warwick Davis. He's the midget in everything before Peter Dinklage. 
he was well peter dinklage wasn't even like the go-to little person for every film he was if you look at back at oh like adam sandler like and like those comedies he was in a ton of comedies for like no reason really oh yeah i didn't know that i mean i remember i remember peter dinklage putting out a tweet talking about um that he didn't like people saying that he's lucky and then he said that um like he didn't feel lucky when he was like freezing his ass off in the winters of new jersey trying to do comedy shows for like 50 bucks a night or something and i was like you did comedy like what i mean not that i'm familiar with your work prior to game of thrones but i assumed you you know he originally said no to game of thrones they were like they need an imp yeah they're like they're like oh you just want me to be you know the fucking midget jester in a in a medieval film and they're like no 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 you've got a whole fucking story arc you're one of the you're one of the you know you're gonna be heirs the to the, the fucking thing yeah you get queen and we, the, hand of the king again yeah you've got all this shit going on with this character that we need like a real actor to be able to do not just a little person and he's like okay fine i'll do it warwick davis i didn't know who this dude was up until you ever seen an idiot abroad an idiot abroad yes these guys these fucking dudes I, when I first met the internet historian, we started talking about these guys and he said that these guys were originally, they originally had a podcast way back in the day, right? Yes. And it was, uh, Stephen Merchant and Ricky Gervais and Carl was like one of the assistants. He was like Uh running, he was like running the hardware and they would, they would bring him in for like bits and ask him his opinion on stuff and eventually just became a a, a piece of the podcast because they're like, bro, what, what is wrong with you? And then it's just spiraled out of control. This dude's his own fucking thing now. Yeah. Went all well, around China. Career, at least our career path is mapped out for us. Yeah. Did I tell you how fucking inspired I am by fucking Kumail Nanjiani? I mean, no, but I want to hear about it now. How, how much are you into the Marvel Universe? Is he in the Marvel Universe? He's going to be. What's he going to be? He's going to be in the um, the new Marvel... What is it? And, well, he's um, brown, so he's going to be the villain. <laughs> no, he's one of the... It's a group of heroes. What is it? The Brown Menace. Eternals. His role in the Marvel's Eternals. Oh, so, God. So as someone who up. doesn't know enough about this right now, it, that just sounds like one of those lame Marvel spinoff series. Yeah, that's almost definitely what it is. But my point is, first of all, so Kunail Nanjiani, Kumail Nanjiani, prior to this marvel nonsense right uh mm-hmm. was a stand-up comedian yeah was he doing one of show? my favorites because i thought he was funny as fuck right you recognize him in these pictures right? yeah i mean i know who he is right he was in um what's the show i'm thinking of the was one show you know huh was he daily show no not the daily show the the uh what is it? it's the show with um not the big sick what is it he was in Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, yeah. For a long time. I knew that I was. And in Portlandia, and in Portlandia, um, and he's a stand-up comedian, and he was having his rise as a stand-up comedian at the same time as Aziz Ansari, and I thought he was so much funnier than Aziz Ansari, but Aziz Ansari got all the got famous first, basically. Yeah. Um, well, he's still funny. Yeah, I mean, he's he's crazy, crazy funny, right? Um, and then he had, he got onto, um, uh, Silicon Valley and then everybody respect him as like a funny dude, right? Yeah. He's very funny. Everybody respects Silicon Valley. They love that show. Right. And then he got his first really big Hollywood break, which was Stuber with Dave Bautista. You remember this, right? Yeah. yeah. And Uber driver gets 
ripped into uh i don't know i didn't watch it um but he does he does that right yeah and he's just whatever looking and then all of a sudden um he posts a picture on twitter fucking swole dude he did a chris pratt stupid swole and it's for the new marvel movie and he makes a whole here's the comment he makes a whole point of i never could have gotten this buff if it wasn't literally my day job and i had the world's biggest tv studio paying for my health and my workout and blah 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 and it was very inspirational right uh, Pornhub tweeted that they made him the face of the muscular men category on, on their website for a day, which I think oh, is fake, lucky. but they did that, oh. right? Damn. But uh, he's 41. <sighs> 41 years old, and after a lifetime like a of doing blob. comedy... Huh? I'm 24, and I look like a blob. Yeah, but after a lifetime of doing comedy, you know doing comedy, making the transition to Hollywood, and then getting this swole for a big, what I imagine is going to be a big blockbuster film. Who knows? It might be a flop. Dude, At the I age know of 41. I, I can't talk, but his like abs are like staggered like they're a staircase. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't pick everything about yourself. My point is it's inspirational, though. You know? Yeah. I, I, a lot of times in my life, I'll look at myself and be like, bro, you're 25 and you're trying to do YouTube? Like, what are you fucking stupid? But then I see stuff like this, and it's like, dude, life's got no fucking achievement system. You don't need to get certain stuff done in the first week sort of thing, you know? No, dude. 41 years old, he gets into... Like, does it matter that he's 41 getting into a Marvel movie? Does it matter that he's 41 and now he looks this good? Getting into a big Hollywood... No. Does it matter that he started with comedy, that he wasn't the funniest dude on a circuit, the funniest dude performing in New York, the funniest brown dude in New York even? You think he felt great with Aziz Ansari getting all over TV and he was still doing stand-up? Or only doing good. Silicon Valley, right? He probably was supportive. Don't add the your Eternals. Name who will Kumal Nanjiani be in Marvel's new Eternal? I mean, probably the brown guy. Probably the curry. <laughs> Is a native of Pakistan who first became known for video game podcasts called the Indoor Kids. Everybody started with a podcast. Holy fuck. Where do you think we're going to go from here, Alex? This podcast blows up in, I don't know, let's be reasonable. Another six weeks. What do you think... <laughs> What do you think is going to be the game plan for you and me? Well, I'm trying to be a writer for SNL. I don't know what you're doing. I cannot tell you how long that was my dream job for. It still is. I cannot tell you how long, some for how many years somebody would ask me, Samet, what do you think your dream job would be? What do you want to be when you grow older? And my answer would be, I want to be a comedy writer. Specifically for SNL, even though I didn't really watch it all that much, but a comedy writer. And it's yeah, only been It felt like a good gig. It only it's only been since transitioning into doing YouTube seriously where it's like the the more and more people that I see leave SNL and then start doing YouTube or leave a big publication and then do really, really well on YouTube because they have the freedom to write whatever storyline they want yeah. or to be funny in whatever way they really want to be funny in. Yeah. The more it's just been, you know, maybe YouTube's the right path to go down. Maybe it's better to start here sort of thing. I mean, and a now, lot of the original Comedy Central people went on and did that. Oh, you cut out you cut out what? A lot of the original uh, Comedy Central people went to SNL. Uh, one of them writes for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. Yeah. Like, they're all around. Yeah. I mean, like, like, uh, like I reckon, like, I was re- watching, I don't know if we, I think we talked last week about Jake and Amir. Yeah. But, like, I was watching Last Week Tonight, and, like, they talk about one of their writers as a joke. He likes, like, he likes to uh, talk about Bitcoin in the office or whatever, and they show his picture. I was like, wait, that's that dude from Jake and Amir who was one of the office guys. And I was like, yep. what the fuck? All the dudes. So the, Jake and Amir, you know this. Jake and Amir took place in the college humor offices. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. It just Otherwise, that's a God tier set. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, 
but yeah and the the thing that really got me excited to start doing my youtube show the way that i do now is that like i think to myself like what really is the difference between you know a big budget tv show where they're just telling jokes and doing sketches and like a youtube channel where you're uploading jokes and doing sketches there's format there's money thrown around but in terms of like what's actually going to make you laugh not a ton right you put a bunch of funny people in a room and you make a video like that video is going to be funny right yeah so like that's what sort you're of the saying way is that... we need to find two funny people oh you cut out again what uh, i said what we're, we gotta do is we gotta find two funny people yeah i mean that's that's the that's the goal I'm hoping um, the Sumeto Media Show, not my This Week in Meme Show, but the other one that I do, will eventually become a, a bi-weekly, tri-weekly. I don't, I don't think I can do it every single day, but becomes a talk show where it's sort of like a little bit more casual. There are some jokes written in, but I also have a guest while well, I have a YouTuber like green screen in or join me on a set or something. And, you know, like, you know, like a talk show, like a fucking talk show, but except done well. And the fact that I don't need to do certain things in order to please whoever's pumping $20 million into buying our cameras and what have you might yeah. give me the freedom to do it in a way that's going to make it like appealing to a different audience and much more. You could take over for Lily Singh. I, that's, that's a whole different episode, dude. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't have the clout to make that fight, but yeah, to, yeah, you'd really, you'd hard. really get murdered. But I her mean, shit's hard to watch, man. You could take the moral, you could take the high ground and know in your heart you're right, but you'll still get stomped. I mean, I just, I, I think the biggest issue with a little late with Lily Singh is she. It feels like she's bitten off a lot more than she can chew, which is yeah. true. I mean, when when you're recording five, ten episodes in a week, and then you get feedback on episode one that's like, "Yo, this sucks." And there's nine more episodes in the pipeline before you can even address it. Yeah. That's one issue. And then the other big issue is that she doesn't get defensive Not about funny. it. She's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a unique spot where it's like I am her demographic. I am a South Asian immigrant with an overly Muslim restrictive family that just wants to be able to express myself in one way or another. And I just don't super appreciate, you know, 13 minutes of her pretending to dress up like her mom and critique her Instagram pictures. That's not my thing. Shocker. Just, <laughs> just yeah. great, mind-blowing, dude. But on a, on, a, on a closing note, I just think if she didn't get so defensive about the show on Twitter and, and calling out, like, Drew Gooden and the people making videos that are, for the most part, just trying to point out and critique the downsides. And Drew Gooden to, was also pretty civil about it so civil about it like he really did he took some jabs at her as you should you did a show that's not funny i'm gonna make fun of you for it but he provided so much legitimate critiquing about the way the audience is set up the way the premise is set up the fact that she should really be utilizing her comedy writers to accent what she's good at doing you know yeah the fact is she throws out she did you see she threw out a tweet that was just like imagine putting together a video just tearing down somebody else's work when you blah 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 and so many people retweeted, like, Lily, really? Like, that's what you took away from this? Are you fucking joking? Yeah, it's... That's how it'd be. And it, it was... It gave her a lot to work on. A yeah, lot of, he may, A lot of road may, work ahead. He may... <laughs> All right, I'm not going to be able to beat that. All right, we'll call it quits for here. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around on the podcast. I've been Sumeto Media here with my co-host. This is where you say your part. Oh, I'm Alex. 
<laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Uh, as always, sorry about the first hour of no video. If you guys would prefer to listen to this in an audio podcast, it's available on Spotify. That's probably something I should have said at the beginning, but what are you going to do? We will catch you guys next week. Peace.